You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, on yesterday's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, we talked about the defensive coordinator options that the Tennessee Titans would have this offseason. And wouldn't you know it, just 24 hours later, and three popular options are off the board. So we are going to start today's show by talking about who those three names were and what they say about Not really the Tennessee Titans, but head coach Mike Vrabel. And then we're going to spin that conversation forward as I got some people upset on Twitter on Thursday giving my simple, plausible opinion about the Titans' defensive coordinator search. And it spins, obviously, into a a bigger opinion about Mike Vrabel. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a Friday Rollins rant here, just explaining and expanding on the conversation that was taking place online. And we will cap off today's show by talking about some actual football that will be played this weekend. Two big games with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. I'm a football junkie, as you guys know, and as you guys probably are as well, so let's take some time and at least discuss these matchups that lie ahead on Sunday. So excited to dive into everything with you guys. Do want to remind you that this is Monday through Friday, daily Tennessee Titans content, and next week we are going to dive into some roster questions about what's going to happen in 2021. We took a look at the coaching options this week with the offensive coordinator candidates on Wednesday, defensive coordinator candidates on Thursday, and next week we're going to talk about those in-house free agents for the Titans, start taking a look at position grades and position groups. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream, whether that be Apple, iTunes, or you're on Google Play or you might be following on Spotify. Either way, make sure you're locked into the Locked On Titans podcast for daily Tennessee Titans content. But it's a football Friday. We got to talk about these big names in the news and discuss a little bit of football as well. Let's get it. Dive right into the three options for the Tennessee Titans at defensive coordinator that came off the board officially on Thursday. And we'll start number one with the same name that we kind of kicked things off on yesterday's show with, and that is New Orleans Saints defensive back coach Aaron Glenn. Now, there was skepticism when we discussed Aaron Glenn because reports from Josina Anderson earlier in the week indicated that he would become the Detroit Lions defensive coordinator with head coach Dan Campbell. But just a few days later, we got word from Josina Anderson that Aaron Glenn hadn't necessarily agreed to terms with the Lions and that he was still considering two other options. Well, on Thursday, the Lions officially announced that Aaron Glenn would be hired as their defensive coordinator. And quite frankly, what we can get from that is that Aaron Glenn really was just looking to get a little bit of extra money on that contract with the Lions. But here's the real big piece of news that we got. And of course, None other than Josina Anderson, and it was that Aaron Glenn's other two options that he was considering were the Chicago Bears and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, that's disappointing to hear. 
I figured when we talked about Aaron Glenn yesterday and the skepticism that kind of marred his name, I figured that he would end up in Detroit, but I would like to see at least that the Tennessee Titans were in on the conversation to know that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel are at least doing their due diligence and interviewing all of the top candidates. But maybe they did interview Aaron Glenn and he just wasn't one of the offers uh, or they weren't one of the offers that he was considering, but it was disappointing to not see the Titans at least linked to one of the top candidates. Now, the next candidate, you can't really blame the Tennessee Titans in, in any real form or fashion whatsoever because that's New England Patriots linebacker coach Gerard Mayo and his decline of the Tennessee Titans isn't necessarily declining the Tennessee Titans. It's declining a defensive coordinator position in the NFL entirely. Mayo actually went on radio and said today that he doesn't really have any interest in coordinator positions at the NFL level and that he's much more interested in being a head coach next, whether that be at the college football level, whether that be at the NFL level. Mayo doesn't want to do the defensive coordinator thing. He wants to jump right into a head coaching role control his own program. Now, most of the scuttlebutt around Mayo is that he really wants that opportunity in college first. But of course, if he gets an NFL opportunity, he's probably going to take that. But he really would like to get into the college game and run his own program. So uh, maybe the University of Tennessee makes a little bit more sense for Mayo than the Tennessee Titans. But still disappointing to see his name crossed off the list. But again, you can't fault the Tennessee Titans in any way for that one. But The final name that we need to talk about is something that we've discussed previously, the possibility, and I've even talked about it as a formality, but seeing the reality in front of you definitely drives the point home. And on Thursday, the Atlanta Falcons officially announced that Dean Pease would be taking the defensive coordinator position for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, When I originally heard that rumor and we talked about it, I expressed disappointment and it was concerning to me that, you know, maybe he wouldn't consider the Titans. And and I didn't know at the time whether he would consider the Titans or not, even if he came back. I know he had mentioned he would be interested in possibly jumping back into the NFL. I'll talk a little bit about that more when I go on my Rollins rant on Mike Vrabel. But the news that we got about how it all went down was more disappointing than the actual reality of Dean Pease joining Arthur Smith in Atlanta. And it's something that John Glennon said on Thursday. And he sent out a tweet that said this, quote, My understanding is that the Titans' Vrabel did reach out to Pease to see if he wanted to come out of retirement and return to the team. Pease made the choice to go to Atlanta. May well be bringing his son Matt, a former Titans quality control assistant, with him. Hmm. And tweet. Glennon didn't say, hmm, (laughs) just to be uh, frank. So that's interesting. That's interesting. And and then a step further. Steve Lehman said on Twitter, quote, Pease will have total control over the defense in Atlanta. He had a lot of control here, but not absolute. And tweet. Those quotes are very very interesting. And I'm going to dive into what that could mean and what that could tell us here in just a moment when we go into my Roland's rant on Mike Vrabel and the coordinator hiring process. And I will tell you, on Thursday, I had a lot of people upset on Twitter based on my take. And quite frankly, my whole point all along is it's plausible. It's completely plausible that the issue and the pattern that I've identified could be 
be a problem going forward. So we're going to talk about exactly what that is and some of the feedback that I was getting on Thursday. But before we dive into that, do want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bar in the universe. And that is our friends over at Built Bar. They have 12 original flavors. They have the six brand new, even more delicious flavors. The bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. You can really taste the difference. I love the peanut butter bar. It's fantastic. The banana bread bar, the salted caramel bar is delicious as well. You guys got to give these a try. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for any kind of diet that you could be on. And if you go to builtbar.com right now and use promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's even if you've used the promo code locked on before. So use that promo code one word locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. It's time for a Roland's rant. And as I said earlier in the show, I got people a little upset with this one on Thursday on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. And here is here's what I'm going to lay out for you. So the general thesis here that I have, my mission statement, if you will, it is possible that Mike Vrabel's controlling nature and the fact that he may be a little ego-driven about how he can handle running a defense could be negatively impacting the Titans team. Now, first off, the Titans won the division. They were 11-5. and five. That is great, and I'm the one who told you you have to appreciate these things. But we are past that now, and we're looking at how the 2021 Tennessee Titans can improve. And we all know that the number one spot that would take this team to a different level would be for the defense to improve. And what we also know is that Mike Vrabel did not hire a defensive coordinator last year because he thought that he would be able to do more, fill a little bit of Dean Pease's role while giving Shane Bowen a little bit of Dean Pease's role, and together that they could handle it. Well, they couldn't. They couldn't. And Mike Vrabel, when he was a defensive coordinator in Houston, didn't have a good defense either. So at this point, what we see is when Mike Vrabel is incredibly involved in a defense, it's not that successful. And the reality is we romanticize Dean Pease's time with the Tennessee Titans, but the Titans didn't have a great defense then either. They were slightly below average in most categories. They were just better in the red zone at times. Not really though. Not much better. So the real thing here is we have to look at the evidence. Now, I'm going to make the counterpoints here too, because that's only fair, but my evidence. Tyrone McKenzie, inside linebacker coach, left for a lateral move to take the same exact spot in Detroit. Now, the natural counter is he had a better relationship with Patricia, but that seems like a two-tone way of coloring things. He was just better friends with another guy. People don't leave jobs for that reason, at least not often. Not for a lateral move. A promotion is understandable, but it wasn't that. So you got a guy willingly saying, I don't want to coach for you anymore. Now, Dean P's retired. That's it's not on the Titans. And Kerry Coombs wanted to get back into college. So I'm, I'm not blaming him for that either. But McKenzie left. 
And then he didn't hire anybody, and he gave it to Bowen. Because he, what, didn't want somebody who would actually challenge him or actually want control of their defense as the defensive coordinator? So he split it up, and that was a failure. It didn't work. So you lose a coach, and then you see Dean Pease come back, get asked by Mike Rabel to come back to Tennessee and say, no, I'd rather go and coach with Arthur. Now, the easy counter there is, because I'm fair, the easy counter is he wants full control of the defense. He wants to run a defense, and Arthur's an offensive guy, and that'll allow him to literally have full control of the defense. Well, to me, that kind of makes my point. Mike Vrabel wants a certain portion of control over his defense, and it's deterring somebody like a Dean Pease from coming back to Tennessee. So is Mike Vrabel wanting that modicum of control or wanting that percentage of control over the defense? Is that deterring somebody like an Aaron Glenn or Gerard Mayo as well, secretly? Is is that deterring other hot defensive coordinator candidates who could be looking at Tennessee not just this year but in years to come? I don't think it's ridiculous, as I was called at times on Thursday. I don't think it's ridiculous to think that that could be negatively impacting the future of the Titans because we can't get quality defensive coordinators who are hot prospects like we want to on offense, get them to come in here and show what they can do before being head coaches. We won't get that if Mike Vrabel's thumb is going to be on top of them. And then the natural counter there is, because I'm fair, the natural counter there is, well, Mike Vrabel is a defensive guy. He's always going to want a little bit of control over his team. Okay. Oh, I get that, but in my mind, we have to move away. We've seen what Mike Vrabel has done on defense when he has a lot of control or a majority control. It's been bad. So I think we have to transition from viewing Mike Vrabel as a defensive coach to viewing him as like a John Harbaugh CEO who always has awesome coordinators going in and out of their defense. Dean Pease, Wink Martindale coming in and out of Baltimore. You know, you got Greg Roman now who's been kind of considered for different things. So the Ravens always have really good coordinators who are always in the head coaching circuit. The Titans need to go that path. Let Mike Rabel fully embrace that CEO role and get out of that I'm a defensive coach mold. Now, I have to say this. People are Really misconstruing me. I think Mike Vrabel's a top eight coach. And when I said that, I had three or four people telling me, oh, you're way too high on Vrabel. You like him. So all day I had people telling me I'm too high on Vrabel. And all day I had people telling me I was too low on Vrabel. I was getting it from every side. It's like a political discussion. Just kidding. I mean, that is how it works for me. But I think that we have, with P spurning Vrabel for more control, with McKenzie abruptly leaving for a lateral move, with the answers in the press conferences that I've well documented on this show. We have gone over Mike Vrabel's answers in press conferences, and I've specifically pointed out how he puts way too much blame on the players and doesn't acknowledge, at least publicly, his responsibility. When he was asked about the defensive coordinator thing during the middle of the season, he laughed it off and said it was not having an impact on the Titans' defense. Well, then we get reports that the Titans are looking for potential defensive coordinators at the end of the year, so that's an admission that yes, yes, not having a defensive coordinator did impact the defense. They're looking for one outside the organization. And then the end-of-season press conference, Mike Rabel has the gall to say, well, this defensive coordinator thing took on a life of its own, like it's ridiculous, but it's not. So all I'm saying is, it is very plausible 
very plausible that Mike Vrabel wants more control over the defense than he should be getting from what we know, and that his desire to have that control is deterring some really good candidates or potential candidates at the minimum away from being the Titans defensive coordinator, which will in turn lead them to lesser candidates, which then will in turn lead to lesser performance on defense, which in my opinion will be the only thing to prevent this Titans team from winning a Super Bowl in this window. And it already did last season. I don't think that I'm crazy. I don't think that I'm ridiculous. And I don't think that it's implausible for me to suggest that. Now, I'm not going to tell the other side of the discussion that wants to say, hey, Mike's hired Matt LaFleur. He promoted Arthur Smith. He had Kerry Coombs. He had McKenzie originally. He hired Dean Pease. But there are good hires there, guys. I'm not denying that at all. But I will say this to get in a little deeper, uh, an analogy for you guys. A rapper or any artist, any musician, they write music their whole life until they get big. And on that first big album, when they get big, they dump everything they had their whole life into that album. Now, can you repeat it? Can you repeat it? So Vrabel had a great plan when he was interviewing for head coaching positions. He had a plan of what to do. But what can he do now when unexpected things happen, when people get hired away from him, his secondary hires? Can he continue to replenish the well? Can he continue to make hit records? That's what we need to see, and that's why I'm concerned. Because the first record Mike Vrabel had was a pretty solid one. Now, like I said, we romanticized Dean Pease. That defense wasn't that great. It was a below-average defense. But compared to what we saw this year, it, it looks like diamonds and gold. I get all that. So what I'm saying is those first hires were good and people want to say, hey, he hired Matt LaFleur and now Matt LaFleur is incredibly successful. That's blah, 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 Mike Vrabel tree. Okay, Matt LaFleur is not the Mike Vrabel tree. That's the Sean McVay tree. We're not giving Mike Vrabel the credit for Matt LaFleur because he just hired him from Sean McVay and I called Matt LaFleur a slam dunk hire. When a guy is getting interviewed for head coaching positions, he interviewed for the head coaching position for the Titans. And you know that he wants to leave his current position as offensive coordinator of the Rams because he wants to call plays and show that he can do that to other owners so he can get a head coaching job like he did and then like he did. That's a slam dunk. Matt LaFleur didn't come to Tennessee because he loved Mike Vrabel or because he just loved, you know, coaching underneath Mike Vrabel. They all talk flowery about each other, but we got reports during that season that Mike Vrabel... And Matt LaFleur didn't see eye to eye. There was a curse word that was rumored to be mentioned. And Mike Vrabel didn't necessarily say that it was untrue. So we got to calm down about how much credit we give Mike Vrabel for Matt LaFleur and that hire. It was a slam dunk hire. They wanted him as a head coach and picked Vrabel. So, you know, he was already getting head coach buzz. It's not like they found a diamond in the rough. And immediately, he didn't even have that great of an offense and moved on to Green Bay as soon as he could. That's a Sean McVay coaching tree, not a Mike Vrabel one. So... I guess basically all I'm saying is I'm skeptical at this point round one. The first CD was pretty good. It wasn't a banger, but it was pretty good. And then the second album had a few good hit rec, had a hit song, Arthur Smith, but the rest of it was junk and they couldn't repeat. Mike Vrabel couldn't repeat and, and fill those positions. The two positions that he filled on defense were inside linebacker and defensive back. Where did we see the biggest regression on the defense? Inside linebacker and defensive back. 
So, color me skeptical of Mike Vrabel's hiring process and what it means for the Titans going forward. Of course, I can be wrong. The other side has good points as well and good evidence, but I think that the evidence that I present is plausible. And that is my Rollins rant. So we are going to move forward. We're just going to quickly preview the games that are coming up this weekend. I do want to tell you guys before we do that to check out the Locked On Bets podcast, a new podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network hosted by your boy Q, giving you all of the news and analysis in the gambling world and all the sports wagers that you can place. And when you place those sports wagers, you need to do it at betonline.ag. Of course, the conference championships that we're going to a preview are coming up. We'll have the Super Bowl after that. The NBA season is in full swing. NHL just dropped the puck. We got college basketball as well. So make sure that you go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account today, and use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's cap off this Friday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast and cap off this week of the Locked on Titans podcast by discussing the football games that will take place on Sunday. No, the Tennessee Titans will not be playing in the Super Bowl for yet another season, but but I love football and I love watching the conference championship games and I sure as heck love watching the Super Bowl. So let's break down these two games that are going to take place on Sunday. The first game at 3.05 p.m. is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers and I'm very excited for this football game. Last week I mentioned that what I wanted to happen was I wanted Brady versus Rodgers and I wanted Allen versus Mahomes, kind of the old guard versus the new guard and that's exactly what we got. Now I will tell you before we get into these lines from betonline.ag that my gambling thoughts from last week were certainly misplaced. I I figured that the Ravens would win that game. I felt like they were, uh, it made me even more mad about what happened with the Titans and kind of sparked some anger on Saturday night watching the Ravens just lay down and die like that. It was very unfortunate, but I will say the Bills didn't play very well in that game either, in my opinion. So, uh, very curious to see what kind of performance the Bills put together. They haven't been sharp in, in the two weeks of the playoffs that we've seen them play. Now, they've won and they've been good, but they haven't been sharp. Not as sharp as they were earlier in the season. Sometimes teams like that peak a little bit too soon, and the Bills are going to have to be at their peak against the Chiefs. But we will dive into that in just a second. The first game is Tampa Bay versus Green Bay, and right now the Packers are three-point favorites. And I find it funny that both lines are at three. That's the kiss of death in the playoffs in the NFL. But I just, even though the Buccaneers won 38-10 to earlier in the year, I just think the Packers are a different team right now than they were then. And there was a lot of fluky aspects to that game for the Packers. And Tampa Bay played in like 70 degree weather last week. And it's going to be cold in Green Bay, like 30 degrees or colder. So to me, Green Bay... It's just their year to get it done. Aaron Rodgers, the football gods want Aaron Rodgers to get to another Super Bowl. If Aaron Rodgers went to another Super Bowl and beat Patrick Mahomes, now he's a top five quarterback all time. And the reality is his talent, his talent 
indicates that he is already. So he just needs one more Super Bowl to really cement himself as one of the best to ever do it. In the you know, like think about John Elway. He got those two titles at the end, and it just cemented who he was. Peyton Manning got that last title, even though he didn't play great. That last title just kind of put him right where he deserved to be. So for me, that's kind of the Aaron Rodgers path. Now, it would be a great story nonetheless to see Tom Brady, you know, he switches conferences and still gets to the Super Bowl. That would be a very interesting storyline. And Brady versus Mahomes in the Super Bowl obviously provides itself some pretty good narratives in there. But me personally, I have a little bit of a bias towards the Packers. This is well documented on this show. I'd like to see Aaron Rodgers get one more. We've seen Brady in there so much, man. As far as he's gotten this year with the Buccaneers, his legacy is fine. It's not going to take a hit if they lose to this Packers team in Lambeau. So I want to see Green Bay advance. Uh, The next game, we touched on it a little bit, but Buffalo versus Kansas City in Kansas City. The Chiefs are three-point favorites in this game. If I had to bet either game, that would be the game I want because, like I said, the Bills haven't been playing that great. They've been winning, but it hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been their best football, especially on offense. And, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to play, guys. We all know that. The NFL would postpone the game if Patrick Mahomes wasn't able to play. We are not getting Chad Henney versus Josh Allen in the conference championship, but I I am excited to see what takes place in that game. Will Josh Allen kind of rise to the occasion and take on Patrick Mahomes, who's kind of his, his peer, but also his superior. That'll be interesting to watch. It should be a good show. I hope at least we get a lot of points in that game. It's a shootout. I want, ultimately, I want good football games. I want who I want to win. I want to see the matchups. I want to see, but ultimately what's most important is quality football games, close football games, down to the wire. Give me something memorable. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about the memories. I'm all about the stories that you can tell to the future generations. So, But with that in mind, I am going to get out of here before I get into any more stories. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.